We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 points. The whole burst to it. 20. Back steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former LA Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. And we're here for the post-mortem on the Rams' 23-14 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in a game that was tight early, and little by little it just got away from them. Mike, how you feeling, man? <laughs> Uh, I guess you can ask me after we get done, but right now I'm a little, little frustrated and disgruntled. A little frustrated, a little disgruntled, you know, and by the way, folks, if in case you're listening, Mike sent a little bit off. Mike could not be in studio today, so he's off on location. Forgive us that his quality is not his normal self, but hey, at least he's here. At least he's here tonight, so. Again, yeah, it's for the Rams, 23-14. You know, I think when Tommy, you and I, when we sat here and prepared this, I, I think we all kind of expected a loss. The, the question right now is, how do you lose these games? And, and the game itself was competitive. Nonetheless, there were some problems, and we're here to talk about it. But before we can get any deep in it, what was just give me one key thing that you saw in this game? Well, one key thing negative I saw is we just got to tackle better on defense and we got to get off the field. 
we're kind of approaching it. It feels like bend but don't break defense, but we're not getting the ball back to the offense enough times where, you know, hopefully they're not going three and out. We'll see a little bit of that, but I just think we got to tackle a little bit better, swarm a little bit better and, and, and just be able to play a little bit more solid defense. I think that zone they've been playing, I think yeah. it actually worked a bit against them this game. There were a lot, just a lot of open spaces that led to a key stat that we're going to get into, and that stat is third down efficiency. Exactly. Before we do, before we do, let's get a word from our sponsors, and also we're going to talk about prize picks who are just pretty awesome. We're right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, so Prize Picks, that is the largest independently owned daily fan sports platform in North America. That's right. What they do right now is they ensure the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, battling against thousands of other players. It does not happen. It's just you and the numbers. Two to six player stats, and the watch the wings roll in. It's, our guys have talked about it. It's the most fun they've had. Uh, Tommy's playing it, you know, Steve's playing it, of course, Johnny's playing it, and you can test your skills across the board. You can turn 10 bucks into 150 bucks, just a few taps. We simple play, just make your picks, submit your entry, and you're done in less than 60 seconds. So, they offer, offer week promotions, including the big payouts like Taco Tuesday, each Tuesday, where price picks discounts, select player projects up to 25% to provide even more value, and now price picks also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So, this is what you got to do. Go to pricepicks.com forward slash Rams Talk and use the code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time, go to pricepicks.com forward slash Rams Talk and use code Rams Talk for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fancy sports made easy. 
All right, so here we go. The Rams, Eagles, 23-14 loss, 28 first downs for the Eagles, 17 for the Rams, 12 rushes for first downs alone from the Eagles, just two for the Rams, 13 out of 18 third down efficiency for the Eagles. That's otherworldly. Six out of 14 for the Rams isn't bad, but not comparing to what the Eagles did. Two out of three for fourth down for the Rams, zero out of one for the Eagles. But total yards, 454 to 249. That biggest difference came in the second half where they just took over the game. 78 total plays for the Eagles, 55 for the Rams. 159 yards rushing to 54 for the Rams. Rushes, 39 rushes to 14 for the Rams. Overall net passing, 295 for the Eagles, 195 for the Rams. Average per pass, 7.6 to 4.8. The Rams gave up four sacks in this game. Four sacks. Punt average, 53 for the, for the Rams, 53.8, 41 for the Eagles. Penalty yards, 48 for the Rams. Not horrifyingly awful, but could be better. Three for 35 for the Eagles. But here we go, time possession, 37 minutes, 55 seconds, four for the uh, Eagles and 22 minutes and five seconds for the Rams. Cooper Cup comes back, has himself a nice day. Nice. But in the end, it's not enough. He had eight catches for 118 yards. Puka, by the way, had seven catches for 71 yards. So if you were worried about Puka Nakua not being involved in the offense anymore, nope, he only had one less target than Cooper Cup. So here we go. Mike? You've heard all the numbers. What do they tell you? Well, you got to get off the field on defense, and we need to hold the ball a little bit more on offense. Uh, and we got to kind of get away from this bend but don't break defense mentality. And we got to try to come up with some plays, you know, be more opportunistic. Um, things like that, but I'm, I'm going to go back to what you've been talking about uh, a few weeks ago uh, in regards to, you know, we got some young players and things like that, but it just seems like we're just, again, playing this Bimba don't break defense, which means it seems like they're maybe just keeping it very vanilla from a defensive standpoint, but we got to find a way to get off the field and get that ball into our offense. You just can't have the uh, opposite in time possession that we had today. You're just not going to win games that way. I just want to point this out. I know that running the that Jalen Hurts running the football was a big part of the Eagles' offense. He carried the ball 15 times this game for 72 yards. And, and some of that was a tush-push place, which I want to ask you about later. I, I don't see how that's sustainable for the Eagles long term. Sooner or later, Jalen Hurts is going to get hurt, being you know the, the number one runner for his offense. He had DeAndre Swift there, who who ran for seventy yards right behind him. Kenneth Gainwell. They. Uh, that's just my point of view. But that diverse offense, I think, hurt the Rams in this game, especially because they miss one key thing. They don't have a pass rusher on the outside right now. I know Tommy talked about. The possibility of moving Aaron Dahl on the outside. They didn't. They kept Hector on the outside. And with a zone game, which is what the Rams have been playing, the Rams have been focusing a lot on the zone. If you can't get a front, you know, a pass rush out of your front four, it's going to be really hard to play a complete zone game. All Jalen Hurts has to do is throw to spots. If they're open, those guys are going to get to those spots. And 
you don't have to worry about someone being a good man. I don't think the Rams really have the, I don't really think they have the guys to run a man defense. So you need a pass rush, but they don't have it. That's one part. I mean, that's, they're throwing the Dallas Goddard everywhere. And at one point, Goddard was on hecked. I mean, I, I don't see how that is sustainable long term. But on the same token, the Eagles are a cut above the league right now. They have so many different weapons and so many different ways to beat you that it's, it was always going to be hard for the Rams to match up. But things they could, they could fix, in my view, easily. Things, you know, like you talk about missed tackles. You're talking about uh, some, some drops, by the way, some drops. And, and we're going back to flipping back around. Kyron Williams only had 13 carries in this game. We're just doing the same right. thing over and over again. Like, if all you're doing, you're making yourself one dimensional and you're doing it in close games. And the guy averaged 4.1 yards a carry. I mean, that's, it's not like he's getting bottled up here. Run the football. Well, I mean, absolutely, Derek. I mean, look at it. It's 17 to 14 at the half. So regardless of how we feel about about them having a stacked team, you're literally down a field goal. But again, good teams, good coaches, good staffs. That's what halftime is for. Go in and make a few adjustments. All right. They've been stopping on us. Let's adjust. Go back out here. Let's get this to work. Hey, defensively, we've given up maybe this. You know, let's change it up and let's start putting a little more pressure on them. Okay. Or whatever. But it's obvious. It's like they went in, made some adjustment, came out, kind of just shut us down. Now, my question to you, DC is what do you feel about all this screen game that we seem to be going back to? I'm fine with the screens if you execute them properly. You know, I think the screen game has been something that the Rams have been missing a lot since the days of Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley on the screen was was lethal. But I'm not a real big fan of, of your tight end being the screen guy. I want your running backs up for that. I want, you know, I want your speed guys on the outside. I want Tutu Atwell set up out there, and I want you know the guys who have that ability to get out quick. I want those are the guys I want outside. I'm not a real big fan of putting Tyler Higby out there, but you know if you can't at least chip guys up front because on a screen you know the rush is coming at you because everybody's pulling out for that screen, then you gotta be able to quickly at least chip a guy to give your quarterback that extra half millisecond to throw that screen out there. They're not doing it. So it's execution. I think it's execution. I think that we're talking, you know, I I stressed the idea that the Eagles are loaded. But the Rams still stay with them. It wasn't like they got blown out of the building. But what's the difference? Well, the Eagles, the end, executed. The the Rams didn't. It's executing your game plan. You don't tell me that the Rams game plan today was to throw 37 times to 14 rushes. You went away from it. You're not going to beat the Eagles throwing 37 times. Their defensive line is too good. So in my view, this is another one of those times when the coaching staff threw it away. It was 17-14, Mike, and they come out of halftime and they're throwing the football. 
because the, the pass rush ratio wasn't that bad at halftime. It was it was a lot closer than it was. Kyron Williams should be touching that football. If that's your yeah. future back, let him be your future back. I'm not, and they 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 didn't run screens with him. He had two targets. That's it. Correct. But it's just kind of like when you look at the scores, 49ers lost 30 to 23. If we watch that game, it kind of goes back to some of the things we're talking about. The Bengals game, we should have had 19 to 16. You lose by three points, but we should have won that by maybe two touchdowns. If we just go in there, but again, you can go 49ers, a legit playoff team. The Bengals were in it and then we beat the Colts and then we come back against the Eagles and literally are knocking on the door, but you have an opportunity to go do something and you go a three and out or take a sack or you give up a play on defense. So I'm going to focus in on your word execution. In the NFL, because any team can be anybody on any given day, if anyone saw the game today against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, Baltimore was literally kind of doing what they wanted, but the score didn't really reflect that. Pittsburgh just kept hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then ends up beating them when a game that Baltimore, again, probably could have won by three touchdowns if they were playing effectively. So, again, we see this throughout the league. And I'm going to still say we're five games in. So now you can start to settle in. A lot of these teams didn't play their guys. And so the sloppy play and the penalties and the missed tackling and things like that uh, are getting better. But now you're five games in. My ultimate point is these games that we lost against really good teams, we were literally in all of them and could have won really two of three of them pretty easily. So execution, how do we clean that up to where it doesn't look like McVay is kind of taking this? I don't know. It just seems like he's like, oh, we're playing the Eagles. Well, I'm going to show, you know, the young dude. And, you know, we're all kind of the same. I'm key in a pass game. And we just kind of go away from the running when ultimately, as we feel, or I think we're on the same page, if we give our guy the ball, good things will happen. We'll have more time possession. We're moving the chains. And now the play action game can really open up of what really wants to happen as opposed to they know they can just pin their ears back and go get the quarterback. What do you think? I mean, I agree, but I would also, I, I would want to see, I, I, w- I would want to see a concentration on, how, how do I say this? I don't know how to say it. Because you already made a great point. Well, I think what I want to see is fundamental growth in the trenches on both well, sides of the ball. That's my, my, my focus right now. I'm thinking all the things we're talking about, it comes down to the growth in the trenches because we're not getting a pass rush from the defensive line. And quite frankly, True. Matt Stafford's getting hit way too much. True. Those two things. So trench, trench warfare to me is, is among the biggest problems the Rams have. And it, if 
if they're in the playoff push at the end of the year, I think that's what's going to make them break them. But that's normal for every year, isn't it? Like if you don't, if you're not winning the trenches, you're not going far in the NFL. But with this young team, it's that's I think in the end what keeps them keeps them so uneven. Like one week they look great. Well, in that week they look they they block well. They get some decent pressure. Then one week they look horrible. Why? Because they're not getting pressure and they're not blocking well. The Eagles were all over that offensive line today. And I'm wondering about what you're talking about. That's not what are your adjustments at halftime to help help out that offensive line? What are you doing differently? Do, do you just not see any way to handle them? Well, that's, that's what I'm a, curious about. Yeah, yeah. That that's absolutely uh something that I feel needs to be addressed. Like what is it about when you guys go into halftime? Do you just feel like you don't have guys that can get it done? And you're just trying to like, okay, well, maybe we'll go try to get the ball out quick and do it that way. But, you know, Stafford's not just back there figuring like, I mean, I'm going to try to get it out and get just throw interceptions, which then leads to he's got to hold the ball a little bit, hopefully waiting for a guy to clear, getting another window or you know, be able to maybe adjust his route, and then, yeah, now you're giving up sacks. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I would like to find out or understand what happens if they don't say, well, man, we got to at least try to pound the rock a little bit, you know, and, and stick to it a little bit. But I don't know. I just feel like Coach McVay is not one that really want to stick with the running game. It just, I just get that feeling because it just seems like we keep averting back to, man, well, okay, we didn't get a first down on that run. So throw, 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 throw. So I don't know, man. What, 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 what do you see it? I think that in the end, talent wins. And I'm, I'm beginning to believe two things. There's a once I believe that when it comes to McVay, he he just isn't going to let the running game happen on one end. On the other end, I also believe that while the team has played better, and let, let's be honest, effort-wise, they're coached well. They they these guys play hard. They do. And we need to acknowledge that. Like we're we're looking we're breaking down the issues. Right. But they Play hard. They they're not getting blown out of games. They're not. No, not at all. So this is where the part where you're looking at. Well, where are they missing? Well, they're they're missing talent. There's only you only have so high a ceiling. You have solid football players, but most of these guys two years ago are role players. They're not starters on that offensive line and that defensive line. Let's be honest about that. And so there's only so much of a ceiling you're going to get in that football field. They can play strong fundamentally. They can keep you in games, but they're not going to win you games. But do I make sense here? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I mean, is it, Maybe because we go, you know, we're not going to be X, Y, and Z. Then they come out and go, well, man, these guys can actually be a lot better than maybe anticipated. But again, the truth is you have to have some, some stout people in the trenches 
And you got to get, you have to allow some of the growth in the younger players. I mean, yeah, there's no getting around that. I just think that for me, I see some of the other teams that we go up against. I'm going to just say the Niners in our conference. Like, how are they able to stay consistent where they're not dropping off year to year? And, and it's like, is there, GM and management team that much better than ours? I don't think so. Uh, are they hitting better home runs on their draft picks? Well, obviously, if you get Mr. Irrelevant and he actually turns out to be a player for you, you know, oh, yeah, we knew that. No, you didn't. You took him last for a reason. But again, guy turned out pretty to be a player. So, yeah. Maybe I'm I'm figuring uh, being a little spoiled being in these games when if we were sustaining a drive a little bit more here, if we were getting off the field a little bit more there, you know, we could have actually, again, in my opinion, won two of these three that we lost. But is that just being overzealous now or just getting, oh, man, well, we could do it as opposed to what the facts really are showing us. And, you know, again, I think maybe three more games, we can get a little bit better direction overall, which way this team's really going to go. Well, you mentioned the 49ers. Let's be honest. The 49ers have drafted well across the board, and they were able to make moves to collect more draft picks, whereas whereas the Rams were trading draft picks away. That's just the reality of it. You're going to you're going to strike on draft picks, and you're going to fail on draft picks. Well, the Niners have been making deals for years now, and they get more draft picks, <laughs> and they're able to. And, and they're really they're. I mean, they're. I, I I'm begrudgingly saying this. We all hate the Niners here, but their front office has done a phenomenal job. And I'm not saying the Rams front office hasn't. They won a Super Bowl, but on the same token. They've definitely struck out in, in quite a few places, and and as we've said over and over again, you take your medicine. A year from now, when the salary cap stuff clears, and you've got seventy five million dollars pumped back into your budget, this team's going to look a lot different. And I like a lot of what you see out of these young kids now. It's going to be okay. But until then, we're going to see games like this because you just don't have the talent. But Mike, like we've talked about, that last draft is, was very encouraging. They didn't just pick the shiny toys. They picked for needs, and they got some grinders in there. You got Nakua, Steve Avila. These are guys who are going to be there for a while contributing. So I like the future of where this team's going. But until that talent catches up with the effort, Bernie games like this. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you. I'm going to go back to your, you, you said two, three years ago. Yeah. Eventually we're going to have to take our medicine. Uh, and most of us, we may be a little reluctant to take certain medicine, uh, penicillin <laughs> by the spoonful, uh, man, they used to make me just, Oh my goodness. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, you 
absolutely can see a lot of positives as well. And it's just, again, who am I to talk? I played on a team that was three and 13 mm-hmm. and we supposedly had, you know, all these good players. So I, I definitely get it. And so uh, I doubt they're going to go three and 13, but yeah, it's just maybe again, for me, get a little more happy than should be seeing like, oh man, this team is going out competing. Seems like they're really playing as a team. Uh, so that's a positive. But it's just, it's again, I don't, I don't know. And maybe it goes back to the number of coaching changes that happen every year as well, you know, and, you know, I don't know, and I don't want to just read into something, but how do you make of Raheem Morris body language? I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, honestly, I didn't catch too much of it. I was really focused on watching, you know, actually, I was really focused on watching the offensive and defensive line. And I, that's what really kind of caught my attention. Yeah, what I did just, you see? You know, you're seeing something that you're bringing that up. What did you see? Well, my thing is, I just kind of see at times, he almost seems disengaged with kind of what the process is, as, as though... Yeah, man, I've kind of maybe overstayed my time here. I, I like was coming here to, I think maybe, I think he's still thinking about maybe getting back in that head coaching position or, you know, I don't know. It just seems like at times, though you would feel like as a defensive coordinator, he should have, you know, a lot of say what's going on with the defense, but you know, I don't know if, if the, you know, less mean and company are trying to go more of the analytic thing. And, you know, they're kind of telling guys, these guys need to be playing and those kinds of things. Because do you think John Johnson should be playing a little bit more? I do. Yeah. I do. And so, I'm wondering what's holding them back. Yeah. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. We got the guy back. Like, what? Like, is there something? Is there is yeah? Is there something going on with him? Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, exactly. I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at things like that. You know, even Tommy may mention, "Hey, man, we need to take this guy out, move that guy around." Again, we're not looking at the type of film and scouting out that their scouting departments are doing. If we can kind of see where some adjustments can be made. Are they seeing the same and not doing it? Or do you not have the power to do it? Or are they already saying in their mind, we're taking our medicine this year, regardless, mm-hmm. win or lose, we'll go out here and put on a good face, but we, we're actually eyeing next year. I don't know, but it just looks like at times, uh, Coach Morris is just like, man, you know, I I don't know what more to do or like a little bit. Maybe his hands are being tied again. I could be reading more into it than, than possible. Cause I definitely agree with what you said earlier. These guys are playing hard for the most part across the board. I've addressed, we got to tackle better and backers be a linebacker, man. Let guys know you can't just come in here or run through here. Uh, which I think we'll get to. You were saying you had a, a question about the push-push, but 
those are kind of my thoughts just on the body language part of things. Well, there, there are some questions out there about the tush push. And the big one that they talk about during the actual broadcast is there has been some complaints about the legality of it. Should it be a legal play? I'm of the opinion that it should be, even though it drove me nuts today. How do you feel about it? Well, I, I thought for a while that that type of thing was illegal, that you couldn't really push like that. But I don't know if I missed the rule change on it, yeah, but everyone's obviously doing it. So is it, oh, it doesn't count as long as the ball touches the quarterback hands and he starts and then they can come and push, you know, but I, I, I thought I missed something on that because I thought that was something you couldn't literally do. I thought so too. I found it a little weird that 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 was going on. But in the same token, you know, if they're going to let it go, then let it go. Now the question is: Are they pushing the quarterback or are they pushing the lineman? So they're that's pushing the, the quarterback. That's why they, they call are? it the tush push. Yeah, that's yes, why they I call it the tush was, push. I thought that was kind of you couldn't do that. I thought that was a penalty, but. Again, I don't I don't know if I missed the, the rule change or they're just like, well, we can't really tell if they're pushing or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, when it's working for you, yay. When it's not working for you, yeah, man, that should be a penalty. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I've, I don't think it's legal in the college game. Uh, but eventually, you got to think, are they going to figure that out or what? Right. Yeah, I would think they would, but who knows? Who knows? It's a, it's, it is a little frustrating. It is. I'm not going to lie to you. So, all right. That's all I got, folks. That was a, it, it was a hard game to watch in some ways, but it also, the Rams were competitive with them. The Eagles are loaded, and they, to me, are the best team in the NFC right now. Yes, over the Niners. I think in the end of the day, the Niners, I, I, I don't think the Niners are just that multifaceted. I think the quarterback play is better. I think that when you look at this Eagles team, you're going to be looking at them in a certain role again, barring injury. So a quality, quality team that just was a better one today. Any last second thoughts before we get out of here? No, I, I, I just think, like I said, I think the next two or three games will get probably a little bit more definition defined aspect of what this team is going to be. Uh, because there's some winnable games and, you know, we win those. Okay, cool. And then once we get back to, you know, some games that maybe we shouldn't win, then, you know, if we don't win and we can say, well, you know, this is definitely a team on the rise. Uh, it's just going to take time to get a few more guys in the trenches and these young guys to play a little bit, get a few more snaps. And then, you know, looks like we'll have another good two or three year run. So yeah, I think, uh, that that'll be what I'm looking forward to. Mike, I think we're gonna learn a lot next week. They got the Cardinals coming in, a team that itself has played better than expected. And 
you know, we'll get a, a real gauge of of where the team is by how they play this game. Oh, absolutely. So next week, we'll see how that thing rolls. Let's go. In the meantime, folks, it is time for us to get out of here. Please follow us on Twitter at Talk Rants. Follow me on Twitter at DC Paul or Mike on Twitter at one Duke 23. In the meantime, we'll see you midweek for our preview podcast. And don't forget butting heads as they continue to do their postmortem and also do their prize pick segments later on this week. Right here. Have a great one. Right. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.